everyone, and welcome to this very exciting Civilizations in Review. I'm here with a fabulous content writer all the way from the Dominican Republic. Well, I guess now in Maryland, but originally from there, Anna. I'm just so excited to jump in and learn. Our co-host will jump in later when she's able to make it, but I didn't want to stop the great share of knowledge um, that Anna wrote. So again, thank you for tuning in all. Um, I will read the 101 word intro. I don't get to do that very often. So thank you for that uh, honor. And then uh, after we finish that, I'll ask the first questions and we'll go from there. But Anna, thank you again for taking on this relatively well-known empire. I, I knew a little bit about the Seljuks before we started. So I'm excited to learn even more. Um, I will read your 101 word intro right now. In the 11th century, the Aguz family invaded the Abbasid Caliphate, creating the nomadic group of the Central Asian steppe known as the Seljuks. The scale of this dynasty prevailed as the beginning of a millennium domination over the Middle East. During the period from 1060 to 1307, the Seljuk Empire began the first Turkic Islamic colonization, driving out Christian pilgrims and capturing Baghdad in 1055. Some categorized the Seljuk Empire as barbarians through their army's fierce acquisition that extended through Central Asia, Europe, and the Middle East. They further proved significant by defending the Islamic faith during the Middle Ages. Well, okay, so I didn't know a lot about the Seljuks, clearly. This is so fascinating. Um, let's just start with why you chose this empire. I find that a really fascinating question for most of our writers, and so we'll throw it to you for that. Okay, thank you so much, Ben, and thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be speaking about this um, matter today. Um, and I think Seljuk was kind of a random choice. I mean, I was just coming back from Turkey when we were talking about me becoming a content writer for Alphazayak. And so I found it interesting to like, you know, why not go ahead and since we're concentrated in the region resource, just talk about one of the first empires and they are actually pretty impressive. But the second awesome reason why it's because I was actually gifted this book at the University of Ankara, which really goes into details about the Seljuk empire in Spanish. So it was fascinating to me to like, whenever I translated the name because it's completely different, I was like, oh my God, I need to start reading this in English now and really see how it's different and, and awesome. So yeah. We will get to this empire, but I just want our audience to know, Anna is from the Dominican Republic, but lives in the United States, was in Turkey for a global peacebuilding summit and got a book in Spanish in Turkey about the Seljuk empire and Turkish history. And that inspired her to join al there's the book, and write this empire. That is such a cool story. We'll get to this <laughs> empire in these details, but I am so blown away by that internationalization and path. Um, and again, finding something in Spanish language about Turkish history in Turkey, and you are a Spanish speaker. I mean, what a cool combination. And I think, you know, it served me like a better purpose or like a grander purpose because, it, you know, I'm, I'm learning it in my native language. So and it was one of the first chapters, actually, because it talks about like the whole Constantinople period. And so I think that was really cool. But it was for the uh, University of Ankara in their Latin American and Caribbean department. So they even had a flag and the Dominican Republic. I mean, all of this was just I mean, it was an amazing experience. So, yeah all that like interconnected in a weird way but that was that was really cool well thank you Seljuk Empire for, for bringing this story out in yeah. it's just so incredible the the aspects of intercultural engagement to be in the Latin American department of University of Ankara for a Spanish book about Turkish history and then relaying that information into this English article we'll take a Spanish version too if you'd like but I mean that is just so <laughs> so incredibly fascinating and I know that will be a recommendation of yours soon yes so it will be look out Alphuzaic audience 
Um, in, I mean, just that is so, so <laughs> incredible. We'll, we'll talk these details right now, but I just wanted to begin with how cool that story was. And uh, I've loved hearing it since you first told me while you were live and there in Turkey, but hearing yeah. it was so great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. honestly, I really had like a, a great time there and like getting to see like academics in Turkey and all the difference. It was just really like a great experience. I loved it. Perfect. And I also love that in, in your background, you can see both the DR and Turkey if you do like a cool stretchy thing. We're, we're represented. <laughs> you can see the U.S. a little in bit. The too. Hey, here. all three. All three. Love it. We got okay. it. Love so it. now to jump into the subject, I had to, to. Having so much fun. Uh, right, right. Um, a very militaristic society. And I think this is pretty similar with a lot of the ancient empires is the conquest and land grabbing, capital city claiming. XYZ. Um, tell us about their uh, military might. And so they were kind of a different army and in, um, in the way that they were kind of formed by like pilgrims and like sort of like regular people. So they're, you know, the military power that they actually had was underestimated most of the times just because the Seljuks formed in, you know, like sort of a different way and they were so organized and they had administrators and they, you know, they were able, they were great, they were known as great builders. So they were able to like actually build like, you know, military organization areas and that sort of thing. So I think that that was something that, you know, was really, you know, great about that part of, uh, you know, the Seljuk history. But like you said, like most of these empires and their power, you know, um, but underestimated for sure, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I, I mean, the way that these empires continued either was diplomacy or conquest. And Seljuk very clearly is in the conquest camp. Um, yeah. Talk a bit more about the building that they did that you mentioned that they're mm -hmm. several times. I'm curious on like building. Well, I want to. I do want to emphasize on that part. So yeah. they did, they definitely did have a great military power, which gained them that advantage at the very beginning, you know, to be able to conquest, like, you know, the, like most of Central Asia, Anatolia, Iran, and that sort of area, because they were kind of like expanded to, through Central Asia. But they also did have a great diplomatic period at the end of the, you know, the, the era of the empire, or I should say, so the empire began with the great military power, but it ended as a dynasty. And so the great, the, the ones that were known as the great Seljuks were great builders and they built, you know, institutions for education. And so they had like an advancement in literature and then the diplomacy kind of came from like the trade and merchants sort of speaking like that connection to Europe and because they had great resources, having conquested all this, you know, having vanquished all these areas, um, they were able to form relationships that were interesting with, you know, for like metals and, you know, silk and a lot of goods that, you know, other areas or other regions were very, very interested in. So it kind of helped with diplomacy too. It had both. And, and which was really cool about this empire. I honestly loved reading about it. Like I, I could not believe a lot of the changes and you know the um, influence that they really have today in a lot of the architecture that's already in Turkey and even in fashion or a lot of different industries in general that they sort of adopted from like the Persian culture, Islamic faith, Christian faith and kind of like they, they have like a great diplomacy like with like race and different people and different religions and that sort of thing which is really awesome. Thanks for adding that caveat that's that's fascinating. Um, it kind of was their downfall in a way because then the Ottomans uh, utilized that diplomacy trade alliance to take them over. So mm -hmm. I guess the Seljuks should have stayed in that conquest uh, side. Maybe, maybe not. But, uh, 
Either way, <laughs> fascinating history. Um, you mentioned a little bit about the trading aspect, and I'm so interested by this the word tin road because you usually hear silk or spice, but not tin. So can you tell me more about the uh, the tin road and its importance? I think it was more about that. It was just that everybody was so concentrated, you know, on silk and other goods. And, and you know, it, there wasn't any, like, there wasn't like a big thing. It, it was just like, they were uh, also transporting metals and having like this this road known as like, you know, the area where we, uh, you know, we're, we're merchants and we're going down and, and that sort of thing. So I think that it was it was mostly like they were they were trying to convey that idea like we've got it all like you know it's not just about like different goods and, and that sort of thing and I know I saw that you know it was just a vast of materials I mean brass and, and, and bronze and just a lot of metals it was just you know um, a lot of raw materials and that sort of thing. Fascinating I mean <laughs> yeah makes sense totally I just have never heard of that phrase uh, yeah. in any you know trading network um so cool love it easy um let's talk about their key accomplishments then that's one of my favorite sections um uh, to sort of showcase how we remember these empires a lot of them especially the the harder ones to research have like one scholar they did one book end of list right and yet may have lasted for thousands of years so this was probably an easier one to do this this part of the research on but i'm always curious on sort of what are they most well known for you know, what legacy and, and impact have they left behind? From a lot of what I found, they definitely had a lot of the um, architecture influence in most of Turkey, having conquered that part of, you know, Anatolia, which is like great Turkey in, um, in this, uh, in Central Asia. Um, a lot of other key accomplishments that they had was the, they were able to barricade from the Mongols um, going on all the way into Europe right before its decline. And so Europe was really kind of happy that they were able to, you know, kind of sort of control this because they were, they were very spread out. So they did have power in like a lot of different places. Um, and also, you know, the Crusades and in, in, in the very beginning. So I think that most of their key accomplishment, including, you know, included that um, and that, that sort of thing behind also the education and the architecture and the literature, you know, they wrote great books and uh, well, most of the books um, on Islamic faith, but I think that that was in building mosques. And so we still see that today. We still see that in Turkey and we have even, you know, Persian culture and, you know, for the way that they used it and like sort of fashion and, and you know, even using this um, together silks and all that. Um, I know that they were also transporting saffron, which recently I discovered that is one of the most, ex you know, expensive like spices out there in the world. So like, you know, it, it's kind of crazy that they even had um, access to all that. So I think that definitely that, in my opinion, it would have to be the education just because you did, you started something different. And, you know, you began, you began with the Islamic faith, but you were also inclusive of a lot of other societies and, you know, a lot of other things. So it, it was, it was just, yeah, that was, that was, to me, that the whole education part aspect of it and the building of that was remarkable for sure. Yeah. You, you really mentioned, you basically just recapped your modern influence section as well in that response. Um, I, I love hearing the sort of value of education. I think a lot of empires um, value it. I'm, I'm not saying they don't, but to have like built these institutions of learning and make that their staple and that is their key accomplishment, I think is a really um, important thing that clearly they're conquesting, maybe a barbarian, maybe, you know, 
colonial, whatever the words may be in all of their military might, but they really also prioritize learning about the world around them and uh, writing it down so we can learn about what their world was like. I think that's really, really I think, important. I think that that was most of like what the, you know, they were known for. They were like, oh, you know, they were barbarians. They don't know how to like install a government system or have like a, you know, a working society. And they did, they were able to have a currency. They were able to have trade. They were able to have an actual structure. So I think that that, you know, that was, they, they were underestimated in that sense too, because of their, conquest way how they started came in and kind of just took over and the name of their currency the dirham is very similar <laughs> to the modern dirham um, of morocco and jordan i who knows if there's connection points there but that's fascinating in of itself <laughs> that that uh, term at least has uh impacts today even if no other connection is just a good name for money but still that's an interesting point I'm so happy that you said it because you know what? I was going to say the Ram in the Spanish <laughs> way. And so you hey. said, totally makes that for me. <laughs> we love it. Hey, we love it either way. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's so fun. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, the the UAE Deerham. I mean, I, they're, I don't know if- Very they, similar. I don't know if the Seljuks made it all the way down to the the Emirates, but either way, very fascinating. They, they were kind of- um, extended all the way into like the RLC and like that sort of area most of the almost to the most westernest point of Asia which controlled most of Central Asia I don't really know that they were exactly in that area but they some sort of influence has to be you know in and right there in, in that in those areas for sure from the Seljuks I feel so <laughs> so I actually just googled it because I'm just fascinated by it and the the Armenian currency it's called the dram which okay. is directly from um the dirham and obviously armenia is right there geographically at least but um it's saying even just in this very quick google of the word dirham um a lot of modern currencies um throughout the middle east is derived from the seljuk currency system so cool um well <laughs> well yeah one of the rivals armenians but yeah i see how the influence definitely took over there <laughs> Yeah, wow, that's fascinating. Obviously, the Ottomans yeah. uh, popularized the Deerham, but still, it began in the Seljuks. So there we go. So wait, so wait, did, so you just googled it and it told you that it like the Deerham is in various different places, not just okay, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, wow, cool. I did not know a, that. A little currency deep dive here. In the yeah, wow. We started with a Spanish-Turkish combo and ended up with currency. Right. You know what I'm learning here too, and I thought you know I was the one that to be here. To be <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna tell you all about it. It's like, oh wait, there's always something to learn and gain, hey, and that's awesome. If a future article is the uh, history of the Deerham, I mean, you are not the <laughs> expert. Go for it. True. Now you have the curiosity. So there you go. <laughs> we love it. Um, incredible. Uh, let's let's bring it back now, at least to the subjects. Yeah. But I, again, mm -hmm. I love these tangents because they're so fascinating on all of the dimensions. Um. I guess I don't want to like assume that translating the Spanish book into English to write this article was probably the hardest part, but I will ask what was the hardest part in sort of doing this research and, and putting together this article? Yeah, sure. I think that, you know, when it comes to like the translating, yeah, it was a little bit hard, but I think I wanted to take on that sort of challenge and, and just, you know, I was excited to write about what I was reading. So that's, that was one part of it. I think the most challenging part might've been, um, honestly a particular area and it was just finding about their allies and their rivals just because you know it was really uh, you know they were kind of sort of spread out 
and that in a lot of the rivals were also their allies, like their Armenian Byzantine and that sort of thing. So I think that there the, it created sort of confusion for me at first at the beginning. And so I think that was the one area where I struggled the most. But then I definitely did um, see how, you know, the Crusades, the Mongols, the army of Diogenes and that sort of thing was kind of like the rivalry where it really just became that split there. So that a little bit of like, you know, most of like their key accomplishment that didn't have to do with a modern influence or, you know, something that's like standing today, but more so like, what did you do during the war periods? And I think that with that, it was mostly just like the underestimation of other militaries that did not, you know, know they're like, you know, they're, they're not even, they're like pilgrims and, you know, they're regular people, they don't know how to fight and that sort of thing. So yeah, so that, you know, I had trouble to kind of like, you know, putting that in my mind and be like, well, you know, that is kind of something that, you know, would be considered definitely a key accomplishment, which is cool. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Allies Rivals is not most people's hardest one. That's an interesting, interesting point. Um, usually most people's, the hardest one is usually the modern influence because if they didn't really have a written language or build something or it's been destroyed since then, it's harder to sort of show that impact. But that's an interesting take. I appreciate that uh, perspective. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, this is super fascinating. Um, and obviously, <sighs> they they fell to the Ottomans, so that was clearly a rival. But um, that was, yeah. I also think, in a way, and please correct me because I'm not the most well attuned to Turkish history, but the the landmass of the Seljuk almost was like replaced with the Ottoman instead of taken over by. If that makes sense. No. Well, yeah, because. They, they kind of fell themselves. I mean, they had a lot of quarreling over the empire. There was also, uh, you know, issues with uh, the lineage. Like at first it was kind of like Sultan based on lineage. And then they had that, you know, they were like, well, no, it should be on seniority. And I think that the fact that they started out as an empire and went over to a dynasty and had these kind of like mini government systems installed in all of the big area that they had conquested was kind of contributed to their downfall. So whenever the Ottomans came, they were already, you know, having a lot of issues amongst themselves, you know, even, you know, killing each other, or, you know, princes and that sort of thing. So it was, it was, the, the Ottomans didn't really have to fight for anything. They kind of just came and took over and, you know, their history was long too. So it doesn't mean that, you know, it, had, it wasn't, but it was easy at the beginning. So there, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> casually slandering the Ottomans. I mean, right. That's great. Um, I guess I guess it's not as simple as just a, a, a change in ownership or whatever. That's clearly not the case here. But right. Um, I, I was trying to get to the point of the Seljuks had such a large landmass as mm -hmm. did the Ottomans, and so there is sort of that overlap. Not the right word, but at least a uh, the Seljuks did it first. You know. There, there is a there is a symbiosis there absolutely there's a relationship and I'm, I'm totally like you know I I can see what you're saying I wasn't thinking about it at first but I, but I, I can see what you're saying now yeah for sure I, I can yeah the Ottomans but you know we'll see I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. one of the one of the projects I really want to take on once we finish all of these empires is to sort of make a like timeline overlap uh how all these empires fit in history um, so obviously Seljuks would be first, or not <laughs> first, but at least not first. Ones. But like, yeah. I, I don't know how I want to create this. If we have any great minds listening in of a like maybe color coded or time stamped or something like, 
modern day Turkey was all of these empires and now it's Turkey. I, I don't exactly know how to do this. We'll play around with it, but I know the Seljuks are a big part of that. And so thank you for <laughs> <laughs> My brain is already doing like the bullet point, the ABC, the numbers, and then the Roman numerals. And it's like, oh my God, I got two lost. I got everyone lost already. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We have ways to go. We have about 30 empires left to write, but uh, that's what? something I really I, want to focus on. How many do we have in total? Because I saw so many. <laughs> As a of right, 75, but I, I may add a couple more because I keep coming across really cool ancient empires in my own learning from each of y'all. So we'll find see. out about us. <laughs> hey, come come play with Alphazaic and uh, write about these empires. Well, as, yeah. we, as we wrap up here, thank you for, for <laughs> uh, playing with me a little bit. Um, yeah. Any final, you know, things you learned from the Seljuks, anything that you'd like to share? Uh, I'm so fascinated by this empire specifically, and I appreciate you taking it on. Thank you so much, Ben. Yeah, I, I definitely do have a couple of like remarks, things that I, I want people to like just take on with them. Um, one one recommendation, and, and this is, you know, a little bit less formal, and that's why I'm doing it on here, but it's, uh, there is an article about their modern, their actually modern influence um, on art, which I'm really, I love art, I love fashion, I love, you know, I think art is both architecture, it's culture, it's a lot of different things, and so there's the Met Museum kind of published an area where they have a lot of different artistic, uh, you know, uh, how do you call it, graphics and things that um, were derived from the Seljuks and Persian culture and that sort of idea that they had. Um, another cool thing to mention also is that they didn't always have uh, people who spoke the same language. There were, you know, there were uh, different idioms, there were uh, different religions, there was, a, you know, a small population of Jews, um, population of Christians, the Armenian area mostly was um, Christian Christians there. And so I, I think that, you know, learning about this empire, writing about it and, you know, having going through the difficulties of finding little details and, and that sort of thing was, was just as cool as realizing that they were also, you know, great people that they were able to change a little bit of the perspective of these like you know, the barbarian's perspective and, you know, in education and literature and an influence and something cool like art and fashion. So I, I love that for sure. And just wanted to share that with everyone. Thank you. Uh, for everyone who goes to our website and please read this article, um, two of the hyperlinks are from that Met Museum uh, photo gallery. So if you're mm -hmm. in the modern influence section, both of the two, they're also hyperlinked right below, uh, Roman numeral six and seven, both take, oh, sorry, sorry, seven and eight. I get, I get my because. eyes confused. V-I-I -I and V-I-I-I, seven and v -I -I eight. V-I-I-I is eight. <laughs> <laughs> both take you to the um, Met Museum so you can see this cool additional pieces. Um, we love to, to let our readers have a bit more to explore. So that is uh, your homework, I guess, everyone. Go play around on that website. It's again, V-I-I -I and V-I-I-I, seven and eight, both in the modern influence section. Um, fascinating. Thank you for adding that tidbit. That's so cool. And uh, I, I want our readers to go check that out. That's a lot of fun stuff is there. Yeah, well, it is. Anna, what, what a joy. What a cool story. And you connecting to this empire, all of these cool pieces um, and brainstorming what this future interactive thing will look like. We'll, we'll keep working at it, but I'm excited. Um, no, no, I love thank it. Thank you again <laughs> for all your, all your work. I'm excited for this upcoming book recommendation about this in Spanish book on Turkish history. I just love that, that juxtaposition there. Um, and for all, learn about the Seljuk Empire. Please go to our website, alfusaic.net. That's A-L-F-U-S-A-I-C dot N-E-T uh, slash civilizations 101 and then Seljuk. 
thanks again so much for being here. What a fascinating conversation. Can't wait for your next thing. Thanks, Anna. Thank, thank you so much, Ben. Thank you. It's, it's a great pleasure always talking to you and going through this was honestly great. Yeah, thank you. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye.